Welcome back to the Fish Tank right here on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network. Seth Levitt, DJ Preach, and my main man, OJ Juice McDuffie. You, man, you know, I'm feeling today? great today, man. I am feeling great. I bet. You know, one of my all-time favorites right now, too, man. My brother-in-law. We'll talk a little bit about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> in, in the, you know, in, in, in this podcast, man. But it's great to be able to get him on, man. We've been trying to get him for a few years, Big Seth, and now it's official in, in the yeah, tank. Yeah, trying to work around that coaching schedule, but he made some time for us, which we greatly appreciate. Thank goodness for Zoom, as much as I enjoy doing these things in person when we can. I couldn't wait around for T-Buck to be down here on a recruiting trip. So, Terrell Buckley, you know, welcome to the tank, man. Great to have you here. Hey, man, thank you guys for having me. And, and I'm just excited to be on here with you guys as you're talking about I've heard about this. I've heard uh, some some of the shows. I've listened to some of the shows, I should say. And I am uh, very grateful uh, to be on here with you guys and talking uh, talking about the Dolphins. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit of Dolphins, for sure. Right, Seth? We're going to get a little bit of that in. But, you know, I mean, before, that's what we're here for. Yeah, exactly. Bruce. Before we get into that, man, it's an absolute must that our listening audience understands who we're talking to here. All right? Let's, let's get it real right here. You know, you did it at Florida State. Absolutely ridiculous. So everyone knows, you know, everybody, especially this generation now, knows Deion Sanders, prime time. Yes, yes. You know, well, Deion built his legacy, of course, at Florida State, and then, you know, the Falcons take him, you know, in the draft. So what do the Seminoles do? They bring in this young little dude from Mississippi, and all he does is set <laughs> all-time record for interceptions, 21. Also, NCAA record for career interception yardage. Has 12 picks in his junior year. Wins the Jim Thorpe Award. 12 reward. picks. Just sick. Talk, talk about, honestly, Wait. trying to follow in Dion's steps. Or, I mean, obviously making your own bigger steps. Man, that, that was all, you know, the, the whole background of that, my attitude was I felt like my game would match up against anybody, right? And Coach Bowden had just said that the greatest athlete I ever coached uh, just left in, in Dion. D, I call him D. And then the fascinating thing, the same coach that coached him, Mick Andrews, who I think is the greatest defensive assistant coordinator ever, was recruiting me and offered me and said, hey, I want you to come in here. and we, we got to find somebody to replace. Uh, you can't replace him, but to, you know, kind of do some of the things that, that D did. And I took that challenge. And based on my track record from – you know, you got to look at from Pop Warner from middle school to, <laughs> to high school. It was like, okay, I take that challenge. You know, one of the first Can we count Pop I Warner, did, though, Buck? Can we count Pop Warner? I mean, hey, man, once you grow does up, that count? Yes, because you got to make plays. Right. If, if you're a playmaker. Okay. All right. Mm. So if you want a playmaker, I think you got to go back down and look at the track record of that person. Okay. And have they shown the ability to make plays? And, Fair and enough. I chose Florida State with that in mind about D, Mickey, and and as I was alluding to, one of the first things I did standing in line was I got the program and went and looked at the back of the records that were at Florida State. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get that, I'm going to get that, I'm going to get that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, T, I was, we, I was talking to Seth the other day. I think you terrorized Penn State in that inaugural blockbuster bowl, didn't you? I just I just remember seeing your ass running around all over the field giving us problems. Is that, is that correct? That is correct. <laughs> but you know, having the utmost respect for the Nittany Lions, man, you know, that that was a great challenge. You out there, uh, you got Joe Paul on the other side and just the legacy and the history of of a school like that. We that's what Florida State was about when I was there. Was playing legacy schools anywhere, anytime, the best competition, and see where you fit. And that that was great, a great game. It was one time. Nobody else can say they played the blockbuster ball like we did. So we have something nobody else can get. Even though we took that L, we took that L. Seth. <laughs> yeah, y'all took the L. We we didn't we didn't really 
lose <laughs> schools up north, you know? Oh, isn't <laughs> having that juice. Oh, man, you're getting rolling. And here, here's the thing, too. As you were reading all that, you kind of – there was so much there. You, you glossed over it a little bit, but 12 friggin' picks, man. 12 yeah. picks your junior year, 21 picks in three years. Yeah. I mean, but – that's that's uh that's gathering a lot of interceptions right there. I mean, what, what, how many games did you get twelve interceptions in? Uh, I want to say it was twelve. Uh, was it was it twelve <laughs> I mean, dudes? Play probably 12 around 10? twelve. Yeah, it's pretty good average. I don't, I don't think they counted bowl record stuff back then either. So I, it's no, all it, like it, regular season. These dudes' right numbers there. now are so skewed yeah. because it's like they got a playoff system, they got a championship in their conference, they can get they got twelve regular season games. Yeah, you can have Before 16 used to be games 11. total, and all those numbers count, man. So it's kind of skewed yeah. to us when we were stuck to pretty much just 12 That's games. That's true. That's true. I can't imagine numbers you would have put up out there oh, playing man. extra four games, you know. But, yeah, it's 21. But, keep, again, if you go back, now I had 30 picks in high school. So getting picks, they had 14 in one year. Uh, my junior year, again, in, in three years. So you go that pattern. Yeah. If you go to the Dolphins, my three-year – Four-year total around at twenty something too. So getting picks in a in a three four-year period of time is kind of what what I say I did. You know, that's yeah. some of the things I did. T. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Thirty picks in high school. So these coaches weren't that smart in Mississippi. Yeah, like why did they keep I mean, going? Why are they coming at you, man? Yeah, who's coaching a Pascagoula yeah, in Mississippi that doesn't know? He stopped throwing at a T. Buck. Well, I was a junior. I burst on the scene, and we had on that team. Now we had. 15 Division I players. Shane Matthews is our quarterback. Kesman Corby was our wide receiver. We can go on. And our defensive coordinator was 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 very smart. He he designed certain things. This is the carryout. We played teams out of Louisiana. We played teams out of Alabama. And we played teams out of Florida. So we wasn't just playing a team in Mississippi that was like, oh, man, this, this young man is, is, is balling and doing his thing. So we would go to different places, and they didn't care. Like, oh, I'm in Florida. We played a Scandal. We played Emmett in high school. Went to Mobile, played Viger, and it's one of those wow. like, oh, okay, we're going to try. And, and here we go. Let me get that. I'll take that. You know, it's so funny you say that because they do that all the time now on TV, but people don't realize it's been going on for a yes. long time where these good teams in certain states will bounce around from state to state to find the best. We want to, who's the best in your state? We want to try to you know play against them. Now it's like prevalent. I think it probably started a lot down here with, with St. Thomas and JT now. You know, people wanted to see those yes. guys on TV, oh, but it's made it really good for the rest of the country with big time high school programs. Exactly. Now, left up, we played Brentwood, Tennessee also. That was the first time I ever saw a school that recruited. We knew recruited. They was flying down to play us on the coast. And it was like amazing. Like, wow, they are flying here to play us? Wow. So we're going we're gonna to give them something to go home back. To <laughs> <laughs> what was your high school team's record? Like, how, tell me the word of results. I, I, lost, I lost two games. We... Uh, was undefeated my junior year. Was I think we finished top fifteen in the country. And Shane, we needed a quarterback. Shane left, and we lost uh, to Brentwood that year. Uh, and then we second round of the playoffs to Gulfport, which broke my heart. In oh. on a field goal, this time, this time, a long time ago. But we lost say, to them on hurt. a in the mud rain, uh, thirty five yard field goal, which. <laughs> It's, it's amazing to me. Dude, you know why that's amazing to me, too? Because I lost our semifinal my junior year kicking a 35-yard field goal. I was wide right. So wide that, right. You were the kicker. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I kicked off, kick, kicker. But I'm just saying, though, the 35 and the you know, field goal in high school, that was the only kick I ever had. I got fired after that. <laughs> yeah, hey, it haunts me, too, Joe. I mean, I wanted to go back to back. Them rings, man. I'm used to rings. I want right. rings. <laughs> but we still got something in common. That's that's two things. I mean, of many. Right. I love it. I love right. it. Well, look, clearly a legendary career at FSU. You did probably all that and more than really they anticipated when they were trying to fill the shoes for Dion. Nineteen ninety two draft comes rolling around 
And just like Dion, you are the fifth overall pick when the when the Packers turn that card in to the commissioner. And here you are going from Mississippi to Tallahassee to land in Green Bay. How much of a culture shock was that to get into Green Bay? And then I kind of want to hear what happened over the next few years because statistically I look at it, 10 interceptions, had a punt return for a touchdown, an interception return for a touchdown. I mean, you were you were producing there. But things just didn't work out maybe the way folks, either you or them, helped for with the fifth overall pick. So I kind of want to get some context there. Yeah, yeah that is an amazing uh, story, situation with, with D and myself being the, the pick, fifth pick, playing for the same school, the same defense coordinator, roaming in the same territory, right? And putting up the numbers I put up, uh, playing baseball, got drafted in baseball, running track, Crazy. the same stuff. And and D and I from that formed a, a very good relationship and he helped helped me on the way. So that was very, very encouraging, very exciting to have have him have him involved in, in some of the stuff I was doing. And then the draft comes and, and a quick story on that is a Jimmy Johnson saga. <laughs> Though before the draft, they used to be able to call you and work out a deal before the actual draft before they pick you. So they didn't want you to hold out. And Jimmy called on draft day and tried to get me to agree to a contract, which was, I want to say it was a seven, seven or 8% increase from the last year pick. And we felt like that wasn't enough. My, my team and I, so we turned that down. So I could have actually been the four pick with Dallas uh, and been wearing that star, but I end up, with the cheese heads, <laughs> I end up in Wisconsin. <laughs> let me tell y'all something. It took me two years to mentally prepare myself for that weather, that cold weather in December. I, I still performed. I still did it, but it was, I'm wearing a sweater one game. I'm not wearing it, so I'm wearing a light, light sleeve. I'm not wearing it. I'm, I'm back and forth. I'm like, I would like juice that they had that cold. I mean, the coldest we got, maybe it's 45 Something like that, 50. Yeah, you didn't practice. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, I mean, it was one of those. I, I try to tell folks, you're judging me or, or guys that's coming from warm weather places. You got to give them time to get used to that cold weather. You can't feel your legs. Sometimes I couldn't feel my hands. You're trying to catch punts. <laughs> Dude, you know that you can't feel nothing. You like the ball hitting your hand, but you can't You can't squeeze it because it's too cold. And you can't feel it. I'm from the North Coast, uh, T-Buck. I was okay with it. I can handle it. Yeah, you, know you got I mean? used to it. You, <laughs> so finally, finally, what you alluded to earlier, finally, I was like, you know what? I'm a ball player, man, and, and all this stuff. I stopped wearing tights. I put the little light sleeves on just to cover, and I went out, and I'm like, I got to perform, man. They, I, they, I got a job to do. And that year, my third year, after my third year, Pro Bowl alternate, which I'm still mad, had the numbers to be a Pro Bowl. I was a Pro Bowl alternate. And then the expansion draft came. And Ray Rhodes and Mike Holden, we sat down and talked. And they were like, well, you know, yeah, you use a Pro Bowl alternate and all that. I, I don't know. And that's when Don Shula called and was like, hey, I want to win a championship. And I want you to be a part of it. I think you can help us get there. Okay, in this trade, because I didn't have, it was one of those things I could have fought that and said, no, nah, I don't want to go there. I'm going to go somewhere else. But to get an opportunity to go to Miami in that heat. I was going to say, you want to yeah. get out of that cold weather. That's what it was. <laughs> Man, in that heat, I loved to play for a legendary coach that was going to win a championship. It was like, you know, I was disappointed because I had just got used to that cold and figured mm. it out. And just was a Pro Bowl alternate, put up numbers, and we having this discussion. And here we are. The, the, the other part of that, Coach Shula told me I could no longer play baseball, pro baseball. Mm. So I gave up. You know, it was one of those things you give up a lot. And I was in Arizona at the time at, at training camp, and we was having this discussion, and it was like, man, what do I do? I want to keep playing baseball. I want to go to Miami. I want to win a Super Bowl, play for Jimmy. Uh, I mean, play for Coach Shula. It's like, man, but I love baseball. It, it took me uh, uh, by the day to say, yes, let's do this, because that's how much I love baseball. 
But at the end of the day, the prospects of playing in Miami for Coach Shula and being a part of something special uh, just just felt like it, it was it was good. Wow! And so you were given permission to essentially negotiate your landing spot. It sounds like if you're talking to Coach Shula, yeah, well, well, yes, part part of the deal because I was like, well, I could have said no. I'm gonna play baseball. I, I don't want to come there. And Coach Shula was so such a gentleman, man, and so. He was like, hey, man, whatever you want to do. Now, that I don't know if, if the Packers would have came back and said, hey, we're going to send you somewhere else. I don't right. know if that would have would have happened at the end, but, but it worked out in the end. You know what's so funny? Because back in the day, the joke used to be, you know, if you're, if you're playing in Miami, they're going to get you traded to Green Bay because of that. You <laughs> yeah. know, I mean, who, gets, who gets traded from Green Bay to Miami? You know, you, Keith Jackson, and who else? Yes. <laughs> I mean, this guy. <laughs> This guy. I mean, me that you, is man. like that's the way you want to be right there, man. Because uh, two yeah. first class programs, two first class programs. But I, I tell you, the, the Dolphins, man, and, and getting a chance to play with you, meeting. I got to tell you all this. My 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 nickname is Baby Dan. That's when I'm on the field and I'm throwing the ball. This, this close, I gave myself that nickname. So okay. no, okay. I gave I gave myself. <laughs> I was like, who gave you the name? I gave myself that nickname. But when? This was team. when? Like when in Pop Warner? No, this was this is after playing with the Dolphins with Dan. After when I'm gone. I gave myself oh, that okay. name. Now as I and my players when I'm warming them <laughs> up and I'm throwing the ball. From the fastball it, there. Well, football, I'll be slinging it, juice. I can throw it like <laughs> right. you juice. That's right. I, I do I do my baseball warm-up and I get my guys ready to go. And I got the little Instagram I'll be putting on that I'm baby Dan. And, and matter of fact, I'm going to dress like Dan tomorrow oh, on this road trip. I'm going to put my penny loafers on. I'm going to put my smoking jacket and my, my wrinkled Levi's or something. <laughs> my little denim, my little shorts. So, but Dan is my man. I, you know, that that's one of those things I really love about coming to the Dolphins was guys like yourself, uh, Dan, uh, Brian Cox. Troy Vince and you know all just I can keep going on Rich yeah. Webb you yeah. know it, it it felt like a family. Yeah. Did you feel like, like me, Buck, with that team, man? That so much talent that underachieved big time, man. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm still mad. I, yeah. I personally, yeah. I, it's one of those things. It's one other team that I played with the Dolphins besides the run we had. Uh, I think it was two years in there. Was it 2003 Dolphin team? When I left and came back, I thought I went and got that ring. <laughs> and I, was, I went and got that ring and sent that picture back to y'all. This was y'all. Yeah, we're going to talk about yeah, that. We'll talk about we're that. We're going to talk so, about that. I think the 2003 team, man, was was probably out of all the, the disappointing seasons, what prop for me was the biggest one. And then when my year getting with you coming down there was probably second. Yeah, I mean that year was that year was outstanding, man. You know, and you only got the one year with Coach Shula. We just celebrated yes. a little while ago, but then Jimmy Johnson comes in and takes over yes. '96, and things things change. Things change a lot, uh, but it wasn't always happy go lucky with Jimmy, man. You know, I have some issues with him, but I do recall you too having some issues with him. Nothing that you know, nothing crazy. But when you stood up in a meeting, I can remember what he asked you, T. Buck. <laughs> but I do remember your answer. What was the question he asked you in the meeting? And if you can, please well, give us your answer. You you remember it? Go back to the game. It was the yeah. uh, meeting after the game, and there was a penalty on the sideline. There was a penalty. He was playing Washington Redskins, and everybody screamed. He didn't even see the play, and he was like, "Well, T. Buck got a penalty." And he run over there, and I don't know what's going on. He all in my face, like, "Would you get a penalty?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He did take. Fake LT to tell you the story, but <laughs> somebody jacked me up and did all that, which is not true. Fake, I don't even remember him. He said he grabbed him by the face. But I don't even remember that, right? So we get in a meeting the next day, and we watching special teams, and we going through it, and I guess he wanted to show that, that he was the boss, the big guy, the big kahuna, right? So he, stand, he turns the flips the light on and says something about, that penalty we got, we can't let that happen, right, T-Buck? All right, Terrell, but I don't know if you call him T-Buck or Terrell. And I said, the only reason, because I didn't get a penalty. 
And I just basically said the only reason that you're right is you are the general manager and the head coach. That's the only reason you're right. <laughs> in front of the whole team. And he was like, That's what it was. Yeah. Stood up from the back row. Like, he was like in the next yeah, to the last the row. <laughs> he was in the way back. So the whole team, <laughs> to get it to the podium, the whole team heard it. They wanted for him to hear him in the front. Yeah. And he, he says, What? And then he turned the, turn, turn the light on and he asked me that again. What did I say? I said, The only reason you're right, because you are the general manager and the head coach. He did repeat himself. That was it. Yeah. Well, you got to go back to the history of Jimmy and I. Jimmy recruited me out of high school. I didn't go to Miami. He tried to draft me out of college. I declined him. And our very first meeting, remember, I don't know if OJ, but the first meeting he had with us when he took the job, after we broke out, he said, I'm going to treat everybody different and blah, blah, blah. Yep. Totem you can Marino, you can come in later if you uh Miller role player I might cut you. Oh, you know, basically threatening us like like he did the whole time. Afterwards, I was like, I met with him in the hallway. And I just basically told him, hey, coach, I know we've we've had all the ups and downs and all that. If if you want to trade me or uh, whatever you want to do with me, I'm fine with it, coach. I you know, I want to enjoy this process. And his words was, hey man, as long as you playing at an all-pro level. Me and you good. Imagine that. Yeah. The general manager and the head coach tells you, if you not playing at that all-pro level, you're in trouble. <laughs> Straight up. Straight hey, up. hey, Jules, and then we go out there and play bump and run all day. All day long. <laughs> all day. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. It was High one expectations. of the roughest four years of my life. <laughs> well, so let's talk about that for a second. Cause, and it's funny to hear all this, and, and Drew and I have just different perspectives on Jimmy, and I get it. I didn't play for him. I, I had to work for Harvey and had that, that barrier between me and, yes. and Coach Johnson. But it was a magical year for me. It was my first year working in the NFL. And for you, it was, in some ways, was like a rebirth of the career, right? And, and so you go from whatever you were dealing with in Green Bay, didn't get a lot of run in Miami in, in 95, and now you're starting all 16 games. You have six picks. But there's one play that stands out to me, Buck, that first year. And I don't know if you remember which one it is, but it won't take you long when I start to talk about it. It came in week seven. We were at Buffalo. <laughs> we're sitting on a 14-7 lead. And darn it, if you're trying to hold on a seven-point lead and you give Jim Kelly the ball at midfield with two minutes, you know, I mean, that's that that, that puts the pressure on guys like T-Buck, Juice. And they start driving down and doing mm-hmm. what Jim Kelly's done a thousand times to get himself into the Hall of Fame. But they get to fourth and ten on the ten-yard line. And what happens, Buck? Kicking my feet at the, end, <laughs> at the other end of the uh, end zone. Yes, sir. 91 so yards, home. man. Listen. The, the play Andre Reed, a Hall of Famer, you out there covering him, you you look up and you're like, okay, it's three by one. I mean, where is he going to throw the ball? We in man-to-man. So just from what I've learned and, and pitting him to the sideline is fourth and ten and doing what I, you know, I felt like I was born to do is squeeze, get to that upfield shoulder, find the ball. And make the play. I kind of bobbled it, bobbled it a little bit. I mean, if I knock it down, the game over anyway. But <laughs> my hands, I felt like I had some of the best hands on the team. Might have been behind Juice, a couple other guys. Like, like run there, I'll tell around there. My hands are better than yours. So, but yes, undercut it, bobbled a little bit, man. And then, then once I got control of the ball, yeah, I was off to the races, and and that was a uh, a great feeling and something that I never forget. And score the touchdown, seal the game, and we we had a great time after that. There's no better, there's no better flight home to get the dub up in Buffalo, man. Yes. No better. There's no better flight. For one, the bus getting rocked and shook, and you look out there and the finger gestures you might possibly get at the same time, man. That's the best place because it's gonna take you a little while to get out of there, anyways, man. You can enjoy that whole bus ride out of there, you know, when you get a dub up there, man. Yeah, that that's- little small. That- in this small dressing room, and they throwing snow, cussing me out, doing everything. And that yes, room was when terrible. you get that dub, when you get that dub, it's it's unbelievable that you can be like, yeah, y'all keep rocking that, take that, 
take that ill with you as you rock the bus. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, Juice, there's a great picture. I know Buck remembers it. And, and back back then, that's when I kind of worked on the photos and we blew it up big and hung it up in the facility and the stadium. And, and you're tightrope, but I don't know how much space there is between your foot and that white sideline. But, man, and there's nothing but the stadium in the background there because yeah. you were gone. That was, that was a great moment. It was a great moment. That, that, that's where the feet, that's where, like you said, OJ. And now I got OJ, I got OJ juice story for you, too, of our one-on-one Uh-oh. stuff back in the day. The people, <laughs> they, that they still don't know about. Um, they might know now. They might know now, T. Well, well, we need to hear it then. Them, I need to hear this. You want to tell them? You want me to tell them? You- yeah, tell them. I think I've already. I might have told it already. Hey, L- Lamar. Hey, fake LT is so jealous and mad right now. <laughs> so fake so, LT. So everybody who's listening, I want to make sure they know fake LT. According to Terrell Buckley, is Lamar Thomas, your good friend. Yes, and certainly someone familiar hey. to some Florida fans. But I just want when hey, you hear hey, fake LT, kidding, man. That's what talking about. <laughs> the real LT is Lawrence Taylor. Right. Yes. They have to remember that Lawrence Taylor is the real LT. The fake LT is Lamar Skinny Man <laughs> Thomas. From Ocala, Florida. He's not from <laughs> Gainesville. He's from Ocala. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So we we out there bumping and running. We're doing all this stuff at practice. And, and and we are running. I mean, it's going. So we have to do, we do these one-on-ones. And Juice is a, is, is a vet. I'm a vet. We, we young vets. But our minds are, are, are older. And so I'm like, Juice, man, we need, man, I'm going with you every time. <laughs> He's like, yeah, let's do that. Let's roll. Okay, you run, you run a slant, and you run an out. So the first when you run your out or the slant, you catch it. I'm gonna be like, oh, God, good play. Oh my God, I almost got that. And then you run that, you run the next play. I break it up. You're like, oh man, that's a good play. We we <laughs> did that for a long time. We did. Nobody could figure out. They were like, why did why? Why you always got to go with Juice, man? Me and Juice got something going on. I got a little bet with Juice, man. We, we about to get this in right now. While them other cats, they running posts. They running drag routes across the field. Deep stutter goals. Lamar out there running his, the fake LT out there running his step and goal. Like, what about doing all that, man? We had a nice script every time for one-on-one, man. It was, it was, it was a beautiful thing. Very so that's what I was gonna say, is it script or was it was it did you guys have like hand signals like spades? I mean were you, yeah. you know was well, it across the board there? He just said he plays bump and run. So I say I'll get up there and he's right across and I say, Buck, okay. I got a slant right here. You know what I mean? Okay, got it. All right, he'll be like, Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be right there, I'm gonna break this one up, or I'm gonna be right there and you know, just to make make the play. Yeah. You know? well, each one of us get a chance to make a play and then we're done. Yep. We move on. My brother, that's so, what I told you. That's what we call brother in law. We had a hell of a brother in law out there one on one. Yes, with them Cadillacs on too. I put them Cadillacs on for it. The motor bottle, hey, boy, this, I'm, I'm chilling today. Great stuff, man. You know, a lot happened those first couple of years, though. You know, with Jimmy, of course. One thing I remember is that in the locker in the locker room, you know, you started the season somewhere and then you ended up somewhere else, T Buck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know why you moved your locker. I've heard why you moved your locker. <laughs> Tell me why you moved your locker. Well, it, it was a couple of different reasons. You know, we had some fights over there on on that side, man, and it it it, it was rough over there, man. It was, it, and I was like, you know what, man? Well, I'm, I'm here to play ball. I, I just don't want to be involved in that. So you was in the hood. The the DB area was like, what was going on over there, man? Hey, I mean, man, I, we had everything. <laughs> We had everything over there. We had strippers. We had guys with the hair. We had guys with issues. I mean, it was it was, it was a mess. Whatever wild wanted, over there. Hey, whatever you wanted, we had over there in that corner. Damn. And so, <laughs> so finally, I just said I had enough, man. So we had a, another part of the locker room where they would, you know, the guys would come in on Tuesday and do their workouts if we, you know, released a guy or did all that. So. I just moved my locker. I just got up, moved my stuff to the other side of the, of the locker room and chilled out over there. And I was there every, for the rest of my time. And I remember that spot, too, because Lewis Oliver had the corner locker there. He had yeah. the corner. Yeah, Lou had the corner, and he would just sit and face his own locker and not talk to anybody. <laughs> yes. You moved in the neighborhood, and then Sean Wooden, Woody moved in as a young guy. He followed you into the neighborhood, and then you guys shut it down. Yes, we shut it down, and, <laughs> and 
that was a that was a different group. And Woody and I, Woody and I, you know, we work together now. Uh, the Notre Dame guy, so we always wanted to talk to Woody about <laughs> about finances and 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 educational stuff. Like, man, he was Notre Dame. I mean, I need to talk to him. And Big Lou, like I said, Lou was doing his own thing from the muck. <laughs> Lou was gonna do his own thing, and and you you appreciated. Uh, that's where the team and all that stuff come in because we had a bunch of different uh, characters, and I think at the end of the day, it made a very good mix. I, I'm just disappointed we we couldn't we did not win yeah, a ring. Yeah, that's yeah. that would have kept it. We made the playoffs every year. Uh, we go to second round, get beaten, and yeah. just like uh, the last year of Jimmy Tinder, where we freaking beat Seattle. Uh, shut that dome down. By the way, I ended that with a pick. I'm the last guy to get a pick in this state. <laughs> Thank you. On the sideline, I take that. Take that with you. Damn right. Then we come back and we out there on full pass the next week and ride up to Jacksonville. And oh my gosh, played the first game on Saturday that week too. First game and yep. Fred Taylor and all they out there just running all up the field. They're still running, T Buck. Do, do you remember the halftime speech? You that? Yes, I do. Was yeah. That, was, that, was that unbelievable? It Tell was along the it. lines of, like, um, don't go out there and I embarrass yourself that. more. Go ahead, T-Buck. Yeah, you got it. What I remember from the speech, too, was talking about we shouldn't have practiced as hard during the week. <laughs> and we like we're running in mud out there. And it was too late, what you were just talking about. I'm like, yeah, we already done did that. Yeah, go out there. Don't go out there and embarrass yourself more than you already have. You know what the thing about the T-Buck, man, is that that late, but we had a veteran team that late in the season in the playoffs. We got back late Sunday night, played the first game on Saturday. And, you know, you think that would be smart to have us find a way to rest. Because when I saw you guys, the defense slow. That's why I knew we were in trouble. Because defense was – y'all was the one that was carrying us at that point. You know what I mean? The offense was doing what we had to do sometimes. But the defense – when I saw Fred Taylor and them boys running up and down the field, I said, we're in trouble because we had we had no legs left and it was just just bad. It was bad. And and and, and you know you're tired when you when they're doing that and you don't even have the emotion to, to fight back that you wanna do, man. I that 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 hurt me. That that was another one that hurt me. And believe it or not, guys, professional players do shed a tear, get mad and cry and be hurt when stuff like that happens. Not just Oh, you're getting paid and, and you should be happy. No, you you want to compete and put forth your best foot. Hey, I cry when I lose in, in cards at the house. The, the yeah, yeah. So I, cry too I'm much. Always, too I'm always cry. I'm a cry baby, man. My <laughs> wife always asks me what the what the baby's gonna do. I said, What you mean? What the baby's gonna do? If you're gonna do all the crying, what the what are the baby's gonna do? <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, I cry all the damn time. I, I love it to this day. Well, listen, I don't need both of you guys crying on this podcast right now. So I'm going to go back a year. I'm going to go back a okay. year so that, that this can be a, a celebration here for a moment. Gotcha. We talked about T-Buck, and we're going to get into what your work now, but you were always a mentor to younger guys. And, mm-hmm. man, you know, that, that, that DB neighborhood that we talked about, two young guys came on the scene, two guys that we continue to, to speak fondly of and remember this day, Sam Madison, Patrick Sertan, and then you throw in, obviously, T-Buck, who was the vet that was there. Talk about your relationship with those guys and then that magical 1998 season where the Dolphins lead the league with 29 interceptions and 16 of them damn things were snagged by T-Buck and 2-9. Talk about that. Yeah, you meant you said it right. 2-9, man, from, from Tallahassee. He knew of me from Tallahassee. And so when when we drafted him, it was like a natural thing, you know, the, the Florida State, the, the Tallahassee connection. And he had the energy, the the trash talking, <laughs> all this stuff that everybody assumed that I did. I just like guys that do that. I don't I didn't really talk trash. No, I just played that way, but I ain't talk a whole lot of trash. Now, two nine, he talked trash from when he got out of the car to on the field, and then he backed it up. So yes, that year, man, was was with with him was was so special. And I and I got the jerseys and all that stuff on my wall now from that record. I don't even know. I think it's still a record with the Dolphins. And then you throw P. Diddy, I call Pat P. Diddy in that mix. So you got the two skilled real corners that'll drag you down, cuts and all that. And then you got the, the thumper. 
the, the bigger heavy hander that, that put his face mask in there, nickel that that would talk a little trash, dance a little bit. And it was like the three-headed monsters, man. And whatever they asked me, I always felt this way uh, about competition is great. And you let the players sort that out. And I know at the end of my career, use an example when Jimmy, like all this playing I'm doing, there's one thing about Jimmy, you know, he never said nothing good about it. So I'm still making putting up these numbers and making the Pro Bowl alternate, which I want to say five times or something that I was. And in 98, everybody assumed I was going. Like, okay, finally, man, he just had five and six and all that. And I didn't go. And after that, when they said I was an alternate, that's, I think, the younger Buckley, the attitude, the thankful, the grateful attitude came back because it was like, there's nothing else I can do. There's nothing else I can do. Defense, number one defense, punt returning, picks, putting it together. And you felt that offseason, I was not offered a contract, even though I had a year left. And you you learn that this profession is is different. And, okay, you feel like, okay, I'm going to go with Pat, P. Diddy, and Sam at corner because you're getting a little old and you ain't making the plays you used to be. You're like, what? You, you make it sense. I talked to Pat and told him, bro, what they doing does not affect how I feel about you, our relationship. That that to me will never change because this is not about me and you. This is what what, what they doing, what Jim and them are doing. I'm gonna play ball, you play ball. If you need anything from me, I'm gonna be here to help you. Sam the same way. Juice, I mean Juice and I, you know, both of us are punt returning. You know, we're trying to get back there and return punts. Juice and I had we had throwbacks playing, we had all this stuff at punt return, man, that we never used. But both of us had, I felt like uh, one of the best years, funnest years I ever had was returning punts with Juice and both of us had like 10 yards, blocking, setting up stuff, doing all that. That, to me, is what I'm about and that's what it should be about, is you giving 100% and if it ain't going the way you want to go, you still are there to support your teammates and show them that with class, there are many different ways of skin a cat. And and I want to be supportive for all my teammates, no matter what my situation was. Love that. Well, let's talk about this one teammate real quick, man. You and that right there, T Buck, man, that 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 two two guys deep, man, a punt return. That was a blessing, man. To have that extra help yeah. out there. You know what I mean? So Man, yes. I, I love you know me. If they kick it, you know I'm gonna get somebody for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, and I wish they would let you throw it. I wish we got darn throwback. You know, we had yeah. against Buffalo that never called. Never called. Oh, man. We both had arms. You know, we're both baseball players, Big Seth. We both had them arms. I know man. it. You know, I, know I took it. that money off of Danny because he didn't think I could throw it 70 and got him for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, but Baby yeah. Dan. Don't forget Baby Dan. Baby here. Dan's right here. He probably got 75 in. You know what I mean? No, Baby, baby Dan, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the line. So I'm like I'm like Drew Brees at them that like, – Percentage, I probably like 82%. I'm going to hit you <laughs> on the drags and the corner routes. <laughs> oh, man. Right, hey. well, Buck, go ahead, Buck. Go ahead. No, you're talking about one of my teammates, huh? Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, yeah. I, have to, I, we, I have to go here because it, we just had this gentleman in the tank ourselves, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anthony Harris. And, you know, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Big yes. Harris. And we all know how much Ant, like, the talents, anybody, to any type of race, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because he, you know, he was, he was fast, quick kid, over kid. You yeah. know what I mean? But he actually admitted on the podcast that he might have bitten off more than he could chew when he, he most decided to challenge did. it. He most definitely <laughs> so, did. So, 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 tell us about that, T. Buck. It wasn't so, no money. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. There, he he told a long story about you know the whole race in itself. But um, we need to hear Juice. your side of it as well. Juice, it was simple. I was fast, and <laughs> I didn't know how to cheat the clock. Uh, on the hand, you know, we had the little time and you had your little finger down there. And Ant trained. He he was very good. I gave him credit. He knew how to keep his hand down while his body was moving. So his time, so when he come up, started running 40 yards, it might have been 38, 39. So leading up to all this, I was telling Ant, you, you are not fast than me, man. I, I'm freaking fast. 
And you know how to do the the, the, the timer thing, man. I'm telling you now, you don't want none of this. <laughs> and he kept going, and, and he, I heard all the races he had, and then here come Floyd Mayweather. I'm, I was Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> you look like Floyd right now. Look at him. <laughs> he got a little money Mayweather in him. Hey, I'm like money Mayweather. Oh, now the new Shakur Stevens, who I like, the new, I like him too. So we go out there to race. We talk about, I heard about all the false starts. We had a couple false starts, and then everything calmed down. And I'm still mad we didn't get this on tape. And then that gun went off, and it was, I mean, it was, I was out the gate. Probably after, you know, God acts quick and fast. When you get out the gate, it's over. And I'm already fast and quicker than a, a, a wheel linebacker who, in his own right, is fast and quick, but coming at a corner that can actually run, that actually ran track, was like foolish. And <laughs> and the race part, the reason there were so many false starts, because we had we had the pink slips. We had the pink slips on the line for that. Oh man. Uh, what, pink, what, so, what, what, was, what was on the line in you? What, what what did you have on the line? I know what he had on the line. You can talk about that too, but what did you have on the line, T Buck? Dude, I don't remember what I was driving. You know, I wasn't a, a car guy. I, I want to say, I want to say a B. I, I want to say a BMW. Mm-hmm. I had a BMW, and then I had a Mitsubishi truck I was driving. So, whatever it was, I want to say it was a BMW. He had the Lexus. It wasn't no damn Honda or a Miata or anything like that. I think he had a truck, 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 damn truck or something. And then I had I had a truck too. But we get out. Let me tell you. So we get out, and from the start, it's over. It's over from the start. So I'm running and I'm picking up speed and at midway through the race, I don't know how far you got to be behind somebody to actually dive and extend your body out, <laughs> but that's telling me you at least about seven, eight yards behind you. Not where you need to be. Yeah, you didn't even close. And and actually, I start to turn because I saw you so far and then the turn and start to backpedal on him a little bit. Oh. I mean that he didn't that tell was, that part of the story. Yeah, no, I ain't gonna tell you that. That's new information. He was diving, and his hamstring and and all that stuff was going. And, and my thing was, you, you got to be careful. And my whole point of racing and doing that with the pink slip was, I was gonna go get his get the car and bring it back to the facility and park it on the side where we always went in at, and just leave it there for a couple of days. Really, to get him to understand, you, you don't do that. Don't do that. And so that was the moral of the story. Now, yes, teach him the lesson. I didn't want his car. I didn't need his car. I didn't want his car. That was all for that. Now, I went and got the car, which is true. He told you this. He had the low jack on that thing. <laughs> I love it. I love hey. It. <laughs> and and I was actually going to drive. I was I had somebody with me. I was driving from his house to the facility. I wouldn't even take him to my house. And that sucker, I got around that corner, that sucker kick, kick, and then look. <laughs> I'm like, man, he got me, man. He done got me. So gave the very key back, man. That was it. That was the end of that. And, and I think. Did you leave it on the side uh, of the road, Buck? Did you just leave it? In, like, I, where, it was it was sitting there at university by oil? Yeah, well, I. <laughs> I, I think I made it around the corner, so he was able to come up and get it. I mean, it was one of those things that it was really not for me, no big deal. I just wanted to, to really get across to him. Be careful. Be careful. Know who you compete, know who you're running against or whatever it is, and give yourself a fair shot, you know? He really didn't have a fair that That was not going to be fair for him that day. Well, he walked That's into it, story. it sounds like. Yeah, that's great. That's so good. Yes, yes. And I Absolutely. finished it off for him. <laughs> I didn't know the back pedal though. I didn't know. I I didn't remember the back pedal part too. So I love that. I was fast. I, I was. Yeah, I was fast. Buck was, absolutely. Oh, see, Bucks. See, Bucks. Another dude that doesn't drink, doesn't club, doesn't anything. Mm-hmm. Just all he is take care of himself. You know what I mean? So them dudes, they don't. They don't lose steps. They're, they're always fast. You know what I mean? They didn't. Buck didn't yeah. lose anything, bro, because he didn't lose it at the club in South Beach. No, nah, I didn't lose it at the club right. in South Beach. And Juice tell you right now. Uh, I'm still racing at 50. I just turned 50, right? So I get the corners or whoever wants some. We go 10 on my movement. So I've won like 10 races, right? Now nah, won't nobody race. Nah, nah, really? I'm going off your movement. 
We wanna, we wanna <laughs> head up. I'm like, bro, I'm 50 years old. You freaking 18, 19 years old. <laughs> no, we 50 years 40. old without the NFL on you. Hey, we wanna go 40. We wanna go 40 yards. I'm like, bro, I'm too old to go 40, man. I I give you 20, give me three, four yards, you know. <laughs> So with the competitive nature, like every guy knows, it never leaves, and it, and it is exciting about you know what what I'm doing now. So I'm excited about it. We're gonna get to that in a second, but let's uh, we're gonna skip over. We we already covered enough of the '99 season and how that ended. Yes. But then you leave. You leave Miami yes. after a great run. You spend a year in Denver, and yes. then you land in in New England. Okay, you know, I mean, there's no beating around the bush here, Juicy. You land in New England. Next thing you know, Terrell Buckley is a Super Bowl champion. He got that yes. ring. He collects those rings. Yes. And then, and then we get in the locker room down here, kind of a thinking of you photo. From you and Izzo and David Hure. Talk about that, yes. man. Like, I expect that from Izzo. I, in fact, I'd be disappointed if Izzo didn't do something like that. But T-Buck's in there, too, man. I mean, Jack, God, that was a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> oh, man, that was – yeah, man, that was a, 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 a special picture. We was all there celebrating. And they, they and all of us are friends. So I was still talking to Jules. She's still Lamar, Zach, little buddy. I call Zach little buddy. So all it was kind of a a friend thing, like man, yeah, I left there. We still buddy, but look what I got. Look what I got. Don't you want to come get one? That was kind of my thinking. It was not like, hey man, I'm gonna rub this in uh you guys face. And and even though they once there was still there, but <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't like that. It was meant to just be for Zach, a few other guys, everybody sit laugh and, and the picture thrown away. We didn't know it was gonna get I didn't know it was gonna be blown up and 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 like it was. You know, it was it, that was not the intent that I that I wanted for, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure, bro. <laughs> sure, hey, bro. That was a good little picture, boy. Big old smile on hey, <laughs> I was buying it for a little while, but yeah, hell no. But go on. <laughs> oh, good stuff, man. But you know, let's talk about what you're doing now, man. You built quite the career in, in coaching, beating these kids. You know, these ten yard dashes that you <laughs> that you smashed them in. You know, what what made you decide to get into coaching? I know you coach. I, I heard you coaching Pat and Sam a lot. You know, and I, 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 that that coach on the field type of deal that you always had, and we didn't even talk about the times where you know <laughs> the stuff that you jump, you ask people to cover you behind you, right? Don't get it in. <laughs> That's right. Well, man, back in coaching, man, and, and you know, talk about your love for it, and uh, also being back in the sip. Well, it's a couple of things. How I got in, you know, I left school early. I was at Florida State for five semesters, and so I needed seventy-five hours to graduate. So while I was playing, and Juice, I don't know if you know this, but I, with the Dolphins, I was going to uh, um, school, uh, university right, uh, right beside it. Nova. Uh, Nova. I was going yeah. to Nova. Okay. And I was just knocking my hours out, knocking my hours out. And then when I finally got to within 18 hours, you know, I had just retired, and I wanted my degree from Florida State. You know, I started out as an actor. I ended up getting in social, social science. You said so actor? Yeah, I just thought out that. I was a drama. Okay. They got a I big drama program the wrestlers, man. Andrews. Yeah, who didn't? Who didn't Dude. want to be on Young and the Wrestlers, man? You know Come who on, I man. wanted to be, too, didn't you? Victor, Victor Newman. Newman. You're damn right. Yes. Everybody wanted to be Victor Everybody Newman. Everybody wanted to be Victor. No, nobody cooler than Victor Newman. Hey. You know, and, and, and Nikki and all them, man. Yeah, yes. yes, man. Let's go. Miss yes. Chancellor was yes. my girl, though, on this show. Don't get me started on Miss Chancellor. What She's is all going on? So, Young and the Wrestlers, it's our show, Seth, so you know. But... So I ended up going back to Florida State for a semester, graduate, and Coach Bowden was still there. Rest in peace, Coach Andrew. All my coaches were there. Jimbo had just came, and it was just like this new vibe. So I'm just going over there, hollering, speaking. And my college roommate was wide receiver coach, Lawrence Dawson. Oh, Dawson. So I'm over there just hanging out, doing all that, and Coach Bowden calls me in his office. So we're just talking. I'm like, hey, Coach, I love it. He was like, uh, can you come around and come around a little bit more, you know, spend a little more time with the team? And I'm like, yeah, I can do that, Coach. I got three girls in South Florida now. I got to get home, too. I got to make sure I'm there because that, that's my first priority. He's like, yeah, that's up. Just come whenever you can come. 
And then that led to, hey, what you doing this weekend? Mm. Won't you ride with us, fly with us to the game? And so it just kept evolving. And then at the end of that semester, Jimbo, who's the head coach in waiting now, approached me and was like, hey, I want you to coach. I want you to come be a part of the team. And my only, my only rule is, Jim, I cannot, I got three girls that I have to be there for. I, I can't do it. He said, I tell you what, I put you in the weight room, you come and do the summer. So my first five years, I just did the summer. Four years, actually, I did the summer. And then I would spot do the other stuff because, like I told them, that was non-negotiable with my kids. You know, with, with spending time being there for the recitals and, and, and the honor roll. I mean, I used to come home. I remember one game we played Clemson. And I, um, I don't know which, which one of them, but we had a, they had an honor roll thing at 8 o'clock that morning. And so I get in at 1.30, and it was a six-and-a-half-hour drive now from Tallahassee back to Weston. And I was already packed, got in my truck, and, and made it, you know, make all those things. And that was only because the coaching is a blessing because of Coach Bowden, Coach McAndrews, and Jimbo, Coach Fisher. Without those guys, uh, I would not be coaching because – I was going to choose my kids over coaching and then obviously the time you put in. So, and I stayed at Florida state that long because I wanted that relationship with my girls where they, I want a nickname when, when, when my youngest daughter called me by a nickname, she, Hey, T-Buck, you know, finally you realize like, she's like, man, hey, why did everybody call them T-Buck? So one day the other two had already been nicknamed. Then when my youngest baby said, T-Bob. And it just brought a smile to my face like you did. And it was like, okay, now I can go and, and do some other, go to some other schools and coach and learn and, and, and do all the stuff that I need to do to, to become a head coach, to, to come coach for the Dolphins. Tell Greer I'm available. Heck yeah, we definitely going to pass that message along. Need another one. There it is. So, so that's the question, Buck, is, you know, coaching in the college ranks now, is there a dream or an interest in coaching in the NFL? My baby, my youngest daughter just graduated from Mississippi State. So I am open. I'm not in a location. One of the reasons I wanted to stay in college, too, was the recruiting part. And I picked my recruiting spots. And wherever they was at, I would do that. Uh, that, that, is, that is another option, along with one of the other things that Juice and I talk. Juice, by the way, has the best golf tournaments ever. With the, I mean, there's nothing even close to, to golf tournaments. So if anybody won't have a great time and great golf, and you, you have to go to O.J. McDuffie's golf tournament. It is absolutely hands down the best. The 19th hole? Are you, or no, actually, Buck yeah. wants to golf. Buck he wants not. to golf. He's there to play. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about 19th hole, the 8th hole, the 6th <laughs> hole. The whole event is, is, is off the chain. And I'm, I haven't been there in a minute, but when I was there, I'm pretty sure it's the same way, Juice. You, Bro, you haven't missed way? anything, Buck. Yeah, man. We, we haven't done it in a while now. We do a, we do a bowling event instead now. We're going to go. Oh, y'all doing a bowling event? You gave yeah. up the sticks? Yeah, we gave up the sticks, man. It's so oh, much easier logistically, no, man. Dude. Being indoors, don't have to worry about the weather. Yeah, a lot of people are giving up the, the golf tournaments, man. Golf tournaments are costly. It's a lot of work, Foundation. too, man. Yeah. They are, but you know what? And that's my other thing. I want to see how good I can get. And, and, and right now, I'm like a three or four handicap. Swing that thing. That I want to see. Thing. I'm a little bit better now. I'm probably more consistent now. Uh, that's another goal, man. I want to be able to work eight hours a day and just see how good I can get. Because, you know, I'm 59. I've seen you to it right there. I mean, why not? There it is. I thought you were going to see, like, J.R. Smith to see if you had any eligibility left. Could you go back and, <laughs> and play? Believe me, I checked on, I checked on that, too. <laughs> You know, you know what's so funny is it's what's so funny is Buck came out of the draft in '92. I came out in '93. Yep. He just turned fifty. I'll be fifty-two this year, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that math works. If that math is all. He came out as a baby, man. He came Wait out a minute. Baby. He did though. I, I was a young. I was a young cat. Young cat. They started in school early. Mississippi. You know, they said we don't have no rules. I, I started early. 
<laughs> too funny. Well, you know what? So it's funny in the, in the Wikipedia page, Juice. It said, and I I don't have it in front of me now, so horrible preparation. But I think T. Buck, were you the youngest player in the history of the NFL to return? Was it a punt or an interception for a touchdown? Listen, Seth Steele, on really, and and that. Why am I not in the ring on with the Dolphins? Why am I not? I got hold of Oh, listen. No matter how you get it, what what's the issue, man? Maybe it's that picture you sent us. Maybe it's that picture you sent us. It could be that picture. So, no, Pat and Sam aren't in there either now. Well, they need to put all three of us together. That would be a fun celebration. I'll tell you that, Juice. There'd be, there were 150 oh, people that came back for Coach Shula's celebration of life. I think that this would come close. That would be. Now, hey, it don't matter to me. I, I drive the golf cart. They, they get out front. I throw all that. <laughs> don't matter. Hey, ain't nothing over here. You know what they say? Numbers don't lie. Right. Yes. Quick background of that story. I signed. I held out. And I signed on that Tuesday. That was, I want to say, the third game of the year. And that weekend I returned and punt for a touchdown and one of my other things I did I had a football out of all the picks I got I remember this one hit me in the face mask bounced off off my face and down so you're talking about you know sometimes as a player and juice know you you remember what you didn't do or that play you didn't make even more so than the one you made and I remember that right. play because I had just to turn the punt, and then I had about 65 yards, two touchdowns in the same game when I've only been in uh, Green Bay for four days, five days. Now, you talking about putting in work. Yeah. I remember that like it was yesterday. And making entrance. That's how you make 21 years old. Yeah, oh, young. Oh, young. Too funny. Well, it was Bob, good weather then, too, Big Seth. Weather was good at that time. Yeah, well, you oh, know it, it had to be. He wasn't doing that in the snow. <laughs> that, that, hey. that definitely was. <laughs> Not that first year. Frozen tonic, can't even feel your face. <laughs> Not that first year. Well, hey, man, I know we've talked about it for a while, and and uh, I, I'm kind of shocked that we're still in season, and you're you made it happen. So I yeah. appreciate you carving out the time, Juice. He was I was able to reach T Buck. I, I mean, I I can't reach JT as frequently as I was able right, to reach T-Buck. Right. He responded. I didn't know if he – man, shouldn't he be in meetings or something? So right, it means a lot, man, that you were willing to spend the time with us. And uh, even though it's a little bit later at night than we typically do this thing, it certainly was worth it. Hey, man, I, I appreciate you guys even reaching out. You know, you said you, yourself, much respect I have for you, for, for Juice, the respect, and just for what, what you guys are doing, what you've done. So I'm available anytime you need me to do whatever. And I appreciate you guys having me on and we reminiscing juice and, yep. and laughing. And so that's what life is about. Uh, I still don't have my, my jersey. Uh, <laughs> I've been waiting on. I got JT. I got Zach. I need a, a juice jersey. There's I one right above the line. shoulder there, right above the right-hand shoulder. I'm brother. looking at it. I mean, I can't, can't help but to see it. Like, I think I can hear it. You sitting there? I think you're in my game room right now, hanging out. <laughs> what yeah, happened there, yeah, Juice? I, I, I got a team for mine. <laughs> I don't have right, mine. We'll get it worked out. We'll get it worked Let's out. Let's get it sure. done, man. I appreciate. It. I need all. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm at about 15 right now. Uh, you know, T-Buck and I. You know, we are people think of, we get confused by they confuse with each other all the time too. So when he was here, <laughs> is that right? It was like all the time, I was T-Buck. He was OJ. OJ T-Buck. Hey. Yeah, I mean, so that's my twin brother-in-law right there. I love it. And I, and I always and, – and it's one of those things I, I'm like, OJ, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I, I knew the T-Buck were going to mess up our name. You know what I mean? He's going right. to be – he's a good guy. He ain't out there drinking club. And I said, so, yeah, T-Buck, he can confuse that one. Some other dudes, don't confuse him with that other dude. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Hey, hey Again, T-Buck. Man, I appreciate you guys, man. Y'all y'all let me know anything, anything I can do. You know, just check us out. Check us out when we play. That's what I want y'all to do for yeah. us. We got a big game this weekend against Auburn. If this every game after this is one of those, you know how you have big games. It's like yep. big game, big game. Every game gets so bigger. Playing playing in SEC West is literally like playing in the NFL. I call it semi pro. So we got a game after game, and we just played LSU last week. We got Auburn, and we run into A and M, and then you get to rival the Egg Bowl, and just keep going. So I appreciate you guys, man. Thanks for diving in, T Buck. Go Finn. You're now diving into the fish tank. 
Sitting down with Seth living. Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans. Number one, one, of course, y'all. This ain't no ordinary sports talk. Dive up in that fish tank. Go get your aqua orange. Yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank. It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank. Rockin' with OJ and Seth when we dive up in that fish tank. Uh, uh, fans with attitude, we okay, gotta dive up in that fish tank. Celebrate big or cry hard Leave it all on the field, we gon' try hard Old school, a new school, mix it in Feeling like we up close when we listening Dolphins tales, in Miami is the deep end We vibing with our favorite players, no secret We get with Seth and McDuffie Bringing up stories we never heard to the public Bet we love it, Dolphins fans never budget We loyal to the team, whether happy or we upset We be like, what's next? Don't switch the subject You know it's all about them fans And if you ready for that water, time to dive in Don't switch the subject, you know it's all about them fans And if you down with Dolphins Nation, time to dive in Don't switch the subject, you know it's all about them fans You looking at that fish tank, it's time to dive in Go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank Rapping with OJ and Seth, time to dive up in that fish tank Don't ever